The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Good morning, everybody. It's a rainy day today. It's continuing with some... Uh, we're supposed to have a couple hours of rain this morning. Uh, it started quite early. And um, I know Frederick said it's really getting the brunt of it. Uh, but up here in Christiansted, we have quite a lot of rain. And it's overcast. So expect some flash flooding throughout the day. Be careful on the roads. And, but the good thing is that the cisterns should be full by now. Okay, we had a weekend. We had a, believe it or not, with all the rain and stuff, the, after they got postponed last weekend, they went ahead and did the um, marching, uh, the St. Croix uh, Relay for Life at the ed Educational Complex. I didn't know if my friend from St. Thomas had came over, uh, you know, considering the, the weather. But uh, I know there were some people coming from St. Thomas and St. John to participate. But they did pretty well. They raised um, um, almost $300,000, even on such a rainy day. So uh, kudos to the cancer survivors and the parade of teams uh, during the St. Croix Relay for Life that was held, held at the Educational Complex racetrack, the old high school track uh, uh, that they use all the time. I've, I've done Relay for Life a couple of times, and um, so I was a complex when I did it. Well, the British Virgin Islands, interesting, had a trade expo. Uh, it had people from all over. It was held at the multi-purpose sports complex. Uh, we had small businesses and big businesses, and uh, you know, so the BVI is there trying to improve their economic uh, situation with a, a trade expo this weekend. On the local side, GRS is looking good. GRS had a, was reporting a, a, a positive number. <laughs> it's the first time in almost a year. Uh, they've apparently gotten their rent situation taken care of. And of course, you know, the stock market has been generally up for the past few, several months. Uh, so, you know, with their investments and, you know, they're tightening their collections uh, for rents. Uh, I understand the Department of Justice is, is um, coming to compliance. It's really interesting, uh, Department of Justice. Uh, but, you know, as, if you don't know, Cousins, especially um, the GRS building on St. Thomas is, I, I would dare say that Department of Justice rents most of the building. Uh, you know, they, they have quite a, all the operations there. I think Crown Princeton's got a over there. And so G and GRS has got the, the act yet. Their arrears went from some 200 and something thousand dollars down to like 20, 
dollars or some some it was a significant significant uh turnaround as a matter of fact it's a 50 million dollar upward shift it, it has a t positive cash flow of 18.5 million and last year's deficit was 31 so that's a 50 million dollar difference arrears are down from 68,000 to 232 dollars and that's that's all these rents grs on several properties that they ran out both on st thomas on st croix anderson croix but i understand the biggest uh scofflaw <laughs> was the department of justice but um good to see um that the new attorney general has taken care of that and uh, and you know they're doing other things uh you know they've, they've paid out a lot of money and stuff like that but they're able to maintain a good cash flow so that's good news for grs because you know we were worried with the um the cover over not uh coming in uh at the amount that we had expected so kudos to angel dawson the uh direct the the administrator former uh former commissioner of finance and uh, he seems to be doing a great job over there at grs today we're going to have a table talk we're waiting for uh the handler so the calls from st thomas to come in and then we're, we're going to be discussing several issue, issues including grs trump you know we're going to do the little trump thing um that that's a gift that keeps on giving uh we'll touch on some national international topics and of course we have to speak about the st croix water because uh last week i had two guests on uh i had senator former senator alicia bonds on last Thursday, and then on Friday, I had former Senator Doug Skoll. Both of them spoke about treating the water as one of the mitigating factors to, uh, you know, to to alleviate, try to alleviate this brown water and, uh, issue here on St. Croix. And lo and behold, <laughs> DPNR issues an order uh, to WAPA, ordering them to treat apply the same treatment that they apply to a water in St. Thomas to St. Croix. So analyze this, you know, I guess we, um, we, you know, we, people are listening to the show, you know, so, uh, we really appreciate that. And, and, you know, this is a solutions driven and educational show. This is not one of those, uh, Melitalk shows. So what we're trying to do here is contribute to the common cause by offering solutions and constructive criticism and appropriate praise of of situations and individuals that make a difference in the virgin islands and that's what we're trying to do is make a difference in the virgin islands uh, we understand the delegate is also on a is one of the persons affected by the the don't drink water order and so um maybe th th we'll get some speed we'll get some speed we got started a call on the line 
Uh, good morning, the handler from St. Thomas, uh, former majority leader of the legislature, uh, Senator Donald Ducks Cole. Good morning. Good morning, Attorney Henry. How are you this morning and uh, this rainy? I rainy know. <laughs> I like to be in my bed with these, but, you know, <laughs> they, they, you know maybe one of these days WTJX will have a, a remote. <laughs> well, I could do it. Do, yeah, stay in bed, right? Yeah, but um, but it's it's you know I, I really enjoy coming in and doing this. Yeah, we got a lot going on. There's a lot happening. Um, I'm gonna start with GRS. I don't know if you yeah. saw the the story. GRS. I didn't read. I just I heard you uh, saying that uh, uh, Mr. Dawson is doing a good job because. <laughs> My feed is going in and out here in St. Thomas. Got you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Um, I was saying that because um, GRS last year had reported a deficit of $31 million. And so far this year, they're looking at a positive cash flow of $18.5 million. That's a $50 million turnaround. And, yeah. and that's quite significant, especially for GRS. And... Um, so, you know, there was a lot of loss and confidence in the system, of course. I knew, and I'll be honest, I was one of them. Um, I wasn't sure. I'm not retired, but I wasn't sure if, if, if it would be there for what they call the tier two employees. No. So um, it, it looks like it's on the mend. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that because I am retired. There you go. That's why I started off with that for you. <laughs> I am retired along with at least, I think, over 8,000 uh, mm -hmm. recipients of the system. So right. that, that is good news. And as I heard you mention about the cover over, mm -hmm. I know that the cover over was at 1325 right. and it has now back down to 10, 1050. So there's a deficit in there. But the ability for the, the, the system to continue to do well that is awesome and maybe because of the infusion of, of funds in the in the market you know in the in the market that they're able to collect yes know, and make make that difference because they the money they got last time probably was invested and showing a return on the mm -hmm. that's what i suspect happened uh mr dawson didn't go into complete details he says later on he's gonna offer some more details uh mm -hmm. clarification and on, on some of the numbers, but I suspect a lot of it, the, a lot of the, the recovery came from just a, a good stock market and good investments, yeah. you know. And then, then, you know, it's funny because, you know, when, the, when they weren't doing well, there was a lot of naysayers saying, oh, we're putting all this money in this market and, you know, we're losing the people and money. And, you know, and you got to understand, you know, pension funds, that's... Pension funds are able to get the money to pay you what they promise to pay you by investing, just like insurance. It's not like, you know, people think that the money I put in there, just like Social Security, is um, enough for my pension. And here in the Virgin Islands where you have people that um, you could retire at 40 years old, 45 years old, and get your money, you know? And, um, well, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the thing about it is, is uh, what the pension system does. They have an actuarial mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that invests your money over a period of time. So actuarially, that money is invested at, at I think that the return is 8% mm -hmm. that you get on that invest, 8% or more. Right. 
So when they invest, they're getting 8%. And actuarially, over a period of time, mm-hmm. you your money that you put in mm-hmm. is invested. But by the time you spend a year and uh, getting an annuity, mm-hmm. the, 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 the cash that you put into the system is basically gone. Exactly. That's the, so exactly the point I was making. Yeah. Receive that back uh, over, because some people might have put in maybe $100,000. Uh, depending on, on how they were paying in and what they were paying in. And by a year and a year and a half, you have already gotten that money that you are put in. But actuarially, mm-hmm. the money is invested right. over a period of time. And I think, I think it's at 8%. Right. And over here in St. Thomas, I know that they, they, they own the, uh, GRS owns the mall up at, at White mm-hmm. Coast. And they are just, they just uh, break ground. Mm-hmm. On, a, on, on a hotel mm-hmm. that they, you know, they're leasing a property over there. So that's another return mm-hmm. that I believe is going to be on the investment. And over the years, doing mm-hmm. yes, GRS had made some investments that we could have looked at, like mm-hmm. the Carambola investment. Mm-hmm. But we 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 received all the money back that we had put into that right. into that investment. Mm-hmm. But but I always say those are like the Carambola and the Seaborn investments. Those are significant, but you know they're not determined. You know they they didn't have the effect on the system that the stock market always has. You know, right. and and um, so when you hear these people talk about oh bad investment and and then the place out in um in Fortuna the the store and all this kind of stuff, you know, and you know. It, and not every investment is going to pan out. It's just like the stock market is not going to be high forever. But over time, like you said, over time, it balances out. And and all those investments that, that were questioned, eventually at the end of the day, the JR system received back the money that they had loaned out. Absolutely. Uh, for those investments. So the, the money came back and it's not that the like the the, the the supermarket went bankrupt, but right. they got their money back. Right, yeah. The, the system didn't have to eat that. Yeah. Right. So, so yes, investments. Are, and for those local investments, you know, I was, me as a, a member of the legislature and community and a, uh, now a retiree, mm-hmm. to invest at home where we get monies at home, for me, is a good thing. Absolutely. Because our money is our invested all over the world, mm-hmm. in other, you know, in, in other communities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if we can get some investment here at home mm-hmm. where we can get the benefit of, of, of actuarial benefit of, of that investment, that is good for me. That I, I agree with you because, you know, char- charity begins at home, but not only that, we want the money to circulate here, not someplace yeah. else. You know, so so the you know, the, the, and that's the point that was I was making is that the same people that complain about local investment saying that you know, this is a sweetheart deal or that's a sweetheart deal, you know, have nothing to say about <laughs> investing in the stock market, you know? Right, and, right. You know, but, but, I mean, if you're going to be critical, you should be critical consistently. And, and, I agree. and, and there's a nitpick because I think, and, and then, you know, the members, you, you know, people are not perfect and people run the GRS, you know, human beings. And, you have a fiduciary duty to do your best and not to waste the money. You know, to think that people sit on these boards, these GRS boards, and just willfully waste the, the people's money is, is really sick. And, and 
you know, and there's a lot of people that have been accusing them over the years of all kinds of stuff, you know. Um, if a deal, if, if an investment deal doesn't pay, it's funny, right? <laughs> Let me get to this way. Uh, Warren, uh, somebody like a Warren Buffett could invest 100 investments and 60 of them fail, but 40 of them do good, and he's a genius. Right. Right? But we, our little board here um, invests, and three or four of them initially were bad investment, and it's either mismanagement or corruption. You know, it's like we really need to have more confidence, I'm saying, in, 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 in some and, of the people that, that, that sit on these boards. And Dwayne, uh, a lot of the investment, the, uh, the law basically speaks to the, the type of investment that we can put our monies in. That's true, too. Because we don't want to take the GIAs and put it on these risky, risky investments. Right. It's an uh, investment that is stable. But the key thing, to get that, re- that 8% return mm-hmm. on your investment, Sometimes you got to step outside of yes the, the stable investment mm-hmm. and, 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 and take a shot. Yes, and you have to I'll, diversify. Yeah, you're completely yeah. right. You have to. So, so but the actuarial, the actuaries that deal with the GRS, they, they look at the market. They look at, at the investment. They know what is going on. It's not the members that are sitting on the board mm-hmm. that are the ones that are basically... Making, they make the determination after these things are presented to them. Right. They come and say, okay, we want to invest in in in, in this particular uh, market, in this particular bond. These are the results. This is what we've seen. This is how the stock has mm-hmm. been done over the years. And then the members say, okay, we you know we, we, we agree with that. You know, right. we think that's a good investment. That's what it is. But right. we pay the actuarial uh, entity a lot of money mm-hmm. to manage to manage the portfolio. Right. Right, the experts. Yeah, that's what I tell people. You gotta, you gotta trust the experts. Sometimes, you know, there's, there's a lot of mistrust in, in, in institutions. You know, you know, that whole group up there in the states started it. But we're gonna uh, come back in a few minutes, and we're gonna pick up from from where we left off on these um, local issues, and then we're gonna go into Donald Trump. We'll be right back. Opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com Member FDIC. Music can be an incredibly personal experience. A song can inspire you, it can comfort you, it can make you feel understood, it can even take you back to a specific moment in your life. And it all begins with the artist. Join me, Raina Duras, as I get personal through in-depth interviews with your favorite musicians and find out where those songs come from on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. The Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts, CMC Arts, invites you to celebrate 20 years at 10 Strand Street, the Blue Building in West. Join us November 4th for our 20 at 10 anniversary fete. Tickets at cmcarts.org events. Drink in the sunset with a champagne serenade 
by Derry, and the unforgettable cool sounds of the Eddie Russell Band keeps the evening rolling with delectable catering from Chef George Mailer's culinary artistry with the students of the complex CTCE hospitality program and a live auction hosted by the celebrated Willard John. CMC Arts 20 at 10 Anniversary Fete, November 4th. Tickets available with weekend staycation discounts from our Frederickstead Hotel partners. Join us, cmcarts.org slash events. Good morning, everybody. We're back. This is Dwayne Henry filling in for Neville James on Analyze This on WTJX 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And uh, we have uh, speaking with us this morning and talking at the uh, table talk, uh, the Honorable Former Senator Donald Ducks Cole. Uh, Senator Cole. Uh, we were just talking. Listen, I, I just saw WAPA extends his diesel supply contract while transitioning to propane. Um, and St. Thomas, you, you, you guys, I know St. Croix, we, I think it's almost all propane on St. Croix. Is that the case? Yes, uh, I think St. Croix also used some propane. The St. Thomas, we still have uh, uh, use for for uh, diesel number two oil. Right. Yeah, uh -huh. because the what the what sellers they run on they can run on propane and those that they're bringing in that mm -hmm. they're supposed to be commissioning they also can run on propane and, and diesel but mm -hmm. they need diesel I think uh, unit twenty three infamous <laughs> unit twenty three is is a is a diesel mm -hmm. diesel fired engine okay and uh, that. That is there, but the 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 whole start and the engines also use uh, propane when you when you mm -hmm. turn those engines on. So not, not propane, use uh, diesel, diesel, right, to get it going. To get it going. Mm -hmm. So they have to have that diesel in there. I don't know how much at this point in time because I don't I don't look at the right. I haven't seen the 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 report at the PSC mm -hmm. as to how much diesel they're using, but definitely in Saint Thomas. They use diesel. Right. Well, they're saying now they, they, they extended the contract to run until March 31st of next year. And that extension call is, it will be capped at $19 million, which they look looking at 5.2 million gallons of fuel itself, plus transportation um, costs at current rates. Uh, you know, but it's, it's funny because they, they mentioned how much fuel we getting and you could kind of figure out that by you know going to the the, the commodities market and seeing what this is going for but um but i wonder what the the transportation cost is you know that barge because you know we're taking a beating with regular shipping yeah well like i say all of the, all of that information can be gotten uh from the public services commission mm -hmm. uh from the, the consultants right when they, and I know they had a meeting some time ago, and they didn't ask for fuel increase. But all that information is available to the Public Services Commission. If if the the, the 
the public wants to know, they can call the commission and request okay. a copy of that. I think, if I'm not sure, that information should be loaded on the P- PSC's, uh, the PSC's uh, platform in okay. terms of you can go up and, 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 and look at that. So mm-hmm. and all then, those reports are on the PSC uh, website. Right. And it's still used in Georgetown? Yeah, Georgetown Consulting mm-hmm. is still the consulting entity. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know they've been with them for a very long time. Um, yeah. Well, Georgetown, to tell you the truth, Georgetown know the inside and out of... of, mm-hmm. of of WAPA, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of time over the years, they have spoken. Oh, George Strong been there forever, forever, mm-hmm. forever. Uh, I I can tell you personally, uh, my experience with George Strong was an excellent one. Right. And one of the things that you know I can say is that many a times in my tenure there, that the, the the utility didn't pay on time. Mm-hmm. I remember that 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 Georgetown mm-hmm. they do the work and it comes mm-hmm. in and it goes to they don't pay on time so the, for the assessment. a period of time they might mm-hmm. not have received the money mm-hmm. but you know they still carry they still work they carry the the, the PSC and did the work and mm-hmm. go forward so yeah. at that point in time you go back to the market I don't know the consultant would say hey listen I ain't gonna get paid in the next three months or four months or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not. I don't think I'm taking on that, that contract. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, you're right. You know, George Long has has been consistent, and you know, um, except for a few naysayers here or there, I really haven't heard any um, real um, critical analysis of of, of of their work. Oh, George Long does does an excellent job. Believe it or not, uh, there are those who criticize because of their tenure, but. Mm-hmm. They know what is going on at the utility, right. and I'll tell you the, the truth right now. You know, if we had followed, if Wapa had followed a lot of the stuff that came out of Josh Long, we mm-hmm. wouldn't be in the position we're in today. Right, I bet I can I can, I can say that because I've been there. <laughs> you know, the 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 um, one thing I like, um, Mr. Smith, uh, Andrew Smith, the director, or oh, oh, yes, the CEO, um, he also said that. Um, out of that nineteen million dollars is actually a twenty five percent premium built in to account for price fluctuations. Um, that's good because um, I think in the past we have cut these contracts so close that they always had to come back and say, "Hey, well, you know, there's a cost overrun, or this is the real cost," and then they have to come back and and get the LIAC or whatever adjusted because they didn't know. That fuel was going to be X. They thought it was going to be P. Right, and the fuel market. I mean, it's a commodity. It, it goes up and it goes down. Right. We, we would like it to stay down, but when when the OPEC and these guys decide to stop drilling <laughs> at a certain amount of barrels, mm-hmm. then you know they want the price to go up. So the yes. price go up, and a lot of things impact uh, that that oil price. Look at what's happening over there in Israel and exactly. That area right over there right now. So mm-hmm. that could be an impact in our variable that can impact the cost of fuel. Absolutely. You know, coming in and out of that region. So there are a lot of things that impact the cost of fuel. Mm-hmm. So you have to build into into the into the cost right. to carry that in the event the fuel goes up. Maybe mm-hmm. you spend it about uh eighty dollars a barrel right now, we could go up to should I remember when it's up to one hundred and fifty dollars a barrel? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. You yeah, know? that was crazy. So, yeah, and so and that, you know, remember the 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 um 
what's it, what they called it the fuel crisis of the seventies under Jimmy Carter. That yeah. was that was caused because of the nineteen seventy three war. Absolutely. Yeah, between Israel and, and 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 then Saudi Arabia and them said, well, you know what? And and they slashed production like tremendously, and and, yeah. and, and that caused like, a serious you know. For those of you that weren't born yet, it was, uh, it, was it, 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 it actually that and the the hostage crisis caused Jimmy Carter the uh, presidency. It caused the presidency, but I think Jimmy Carter handled it well. Uh, mm-hmm. When Reagan got into office, that uh, all of a sudden the, the hostages were released. Right. Well, the Iranians uh, intentionally did that to punish Carter. Absolutely. And, and, and they said it afterwards. They said, yeah. we intentionally, they cut a deal with Reagan and them and said, we're going to punish Carter. We're going to hold on to them until you guys get in and then we're going to release them. It, yeah, it's they it's, it's cut, coming out. They cut the election. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 They did that intentionally and, and it caused them the thing. And then, you know, of course, like I said, with the, the energy crisis, um, as it was called back then, that's what it was called, the energy crisis. Um, you know, the people were used to 20-something cents a gallon for for gas and stuff like that. And it suddenly went up to like 70 cents. And, and it was like shock. There was, you know, people were driving their cars, um, heating oil, everything was affected. Um, you know, the winter comes and, you know, poor people, you know, are uh, turning on ovens to heat their homes because they can't afford heating oil and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, well, the the thing about it is that that fuel cost when when fuel went to one forty five or one fifty for per, per barrel, that mm-hmm. is when the the Whopper board uh, decided to go into and enter into this contract with Vital to right. supply propane. Right, that, exactly. That, that was the that was the push mm-hmm. that that came because propane at that time was selling. Much lower. Yes, it was than, like than oil. sixty. And, and the, board, that, yeah. the board, the board, decided to enter into this contract with Vital and plant and promise a thirty percent mm-hmm. reduction. Right. In 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 your fuel cost. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, you did get a thirty percent reduction, but then that cost was eaten up by <laughs> the infrastructure cost and the and and and, and fuel cost. So right. That savings was realized. Mm-hmm. In terms of the fuel cost, right between oh, between number two oil and propane, mm-hmm. but uh, the infrastructure cost mm-hmm. to pay for the the the, the 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 project that now starts started to eat into that 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 uh, reduction in cost. Mm-hmm. So you really didn't see uh, that you know that that, right. cost that was promised, but it. And, and truth be told, you know, I'm one not one to to say this and say that because of what it is. The reduction did take place in the fuel cost, and you can yeah. look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look at the numbers. The fuel cost came down, but now the base rate uh, <laughs> went up right. because you now had to pay uh-huh. for the construction, mm-hmm. and Vital is the one that paid for that that entire project. Right, which and is you had to now pay that now. back. Yes. That's and, where we're at and the now. cost involved in that became problematic. But quite so. problematic. Um, I think originally they had billed us like two hundred and sixty million. It was. Well, um, it, it, I mean, like at the, the the last bill before we started the negotiations, they had originally wanted two hundred and sixty million. Is that correct or two hundred and thirty million? Well, 
Well, the, the project started out at $87 million, and right. then it, 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 based on the audit, I mean, the audit is clear, it's right there. It mm. went up to about $200 million. Right, right. Uh, over $200 uh, million and with interest and everything we are almost talking about 300 million right right then this right. negotiation that you know the board and the governor said that they went into with vital they, mm-hmm. they scale back that we mean to 145 million right right so somewhere in there they basically said that you know they negotiated that cost down mm-hmm. yeah big time um yeah so <laughs> yeah because they they chopped it almost in half um, yeah, I, I think I think um, you know, like as somebody that negotiates settlements all the time for clients, um, people don't understand with these um, with settlements is both sides always take a, a loss. You know, yeah. we, we're paying. We were supposed to pay eighty million. We, we're paying one forty-five. So we, you know, we're paying more than we we originally expected to pay. But at the same time, we're not paying what they wanted us to pay, you know. So, the, the, you know, like we said, the, you know, the the solution is sometimes re- in the middle somewhere, you know. And, yeah. and, and they, they, don't, they don't get everything they wanted, and we're giving up more than what we wanted. So, um, you know. You yeah, know. and a lot, a, a lot of that cost uh, came on, uh, Green, because WAPA, WAPA's inability to make, the payments on time. That's exactly what it is. And the, and the you know, penalties. In, in a, and, in a mm-hmm. contract, if, if you don't pay by this time, then you have to pay mm-hmm. a fee. If right. You have to pay a fee. So there's a fee that is starts on. So a lot of the money accrued mm-hmm. because WAPA, WAPA's inability to make payment when the contract say you're supposed to make payments. And if you're in, that was if you're exactly in violation it. of the contract, then it keeps adding up and adding up and adding up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, WAPA, that, that, that has been... You know, a lot of, you know, I don't know what it is, but they, you know, they, they've had a, historically have uh, had an issue with, with making payments on time to anybody. Absolutely. The, 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 the cash flow. Basically, mm-hmm. WAPA's cash flow is... is, is uh, personnel alone. Is in, is in a bad place. Yeah. So, uh, they could barely meet personnel. Yeah, they can barely meet costs and... That cost comes from the retail. Remember, everything that WAPA gets comes from the retail. Yes. There's no and government they, subsidy. Yeah. The fuel cost is what is the LIAC. That's the cost of fuel itself. But then you mm-hmm. have the base rate. Right. That pays for everything else. Mm-hmm. Pays salary, pays insurance, pays retirement, pays for the trucks, pays mm-hmm. for everything. That is what the base rate does. Uh, where, you know, like the public sometimes don't understand. Which is why I'm glad LIAC, you're explaining it. LIAC now. itself is the fuel cost. It's mm. what it's cost. It's like try to make it simple. When you go to the to the gas station mm-hmm. and you put gas in your car, mm-hmm. you pay for that gas. Mm-hmm. So the fuel that we get is like going to the gas station and getting the gas. So that right. cost is there. Mm-hmm. And what the LIAC did, you know, what the PSC did, I just wanted to bring this out, is the PSC took out that cost specifically so we would know exactly how much it costs for fuel. Right, and called it the LIAC. And, and that's where then we call it the LIAC, the Levelized Energy Adjustment Clause. Mm-hmm. Before that, there was a LIAC, but it was not separated. Right. You know, a lot of people say the history right. is, well, how come, where does LIAC come from? Where exactly, so, yeah. There was always a LIAC mm-hmm. cost in your bill. Yes. 
It was okay. just added in. But what the PSC did when the, the, the price of oil started to rise, mm -hmm. the fuel cost went up. So we extricated the fuel cost from the base rate mm -hmm. and call it the LIAC. Right. That so way that you could manage that better. Yes, so you mm -hmm. can understand the cost. Mm -hmm. So that is basically like going to the gas station and putting gas in your car. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember, uh, you know, during the hurricane, after the hurricane, a lot of people had their generators, right? Right. And every time you have to go and pull up your generator, mm -hmm. because if you don't have any fuel in your generator, that generator is not going to turn. That's the same concept with WAPA. Right. If WAPA don't have the fuel to turn, to burn, to produce that heat, to turn those turbines, mm -hmm. you're not going to get uh, any energy. So right. I used to tell people, what you when you go to the gas station to, to get the diesel to put in, that's your Leah. Yes. Yes. And then you, you and then you still gotta buy motor oil and other things Absolutely. other than that. But but the gas that. itself is your Yeah. And then the maintenance on your car, or mm -hmm. if you have a, a loan on your car, mm -hmm. that's your base rate. Right, right. And that is how I broke it down every time I spoke. You mm -hmm. have to still pay this monthly cost to mm -hmm. the bank if you have a, a a note on your car. You have to go to the mechanic and, and fix it and change your oil and, and tune it up and all of that. That's your base rate. Right. And the LIAC is just the fuel that you put in the car. So you you can tabulate on a yearly basis mm -hmm. how much money you spend for fuel if you get a receipt. Mm -hmm. Every time you go to the gas station and you get a receipt, Right. Uh, you use that and you can see how much you pay for fuel, and that is how WAPA is set up. Right. The base rate and the LIAC. So that's where the LIAC comes from. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, you know, there's still up to this day a lot of confusion as to this LIAC because people think it's, it's, it's a thing that WAPA used to get more money out of people, and they don't, they don't realize that all they did was uh, dissected the bill. Uh, but we're going to take a break, and then uh, we'll be right back in a few minutes with. Talk of the Tongue with Donald Cole. Center for the Arts, CMC Arts, invites you to celebrate 20 years at 10 Strand Street, the Blue Building in West. Join us November 4th for our 20 at 10 anniversary fete. Tickets at cmcarts.org slash events. Drink in the sunset with a champagne serenade by Derry and the unforgettable cool sounds of the Eddie Russell Band keeps the evening rolling with delectable catering from Chef George Mailer's culinary artistry with the students of the complex CTCE hospitality program and a live auction hosted by the celebrated Willard John. CMC Arts 20 at 10 Anniversary Fete, November 4th. Tickets available with weekend staycation discounts from our Frederickstead Hotel partners. Join us, cmcarts.org slash events.
As the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered, as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News, weekday afternoons. From 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Saturday mornings, we're here for you with Weekend Edition. Two hours of news, interviews, new music, new books, rattling good stories, interesting people, challenging analysis, laughs, air shows, and donkey rides for the kids. So come along with us. Weekend Edition, Saturday mornings from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Yes, everybody, we are back. This is Dwayne Henry filling in for Neville James on Analyze This on the NPR station in the Virgin Islands, 93.1 WTJX. And we're speaking with former Senator and Majority Leader Donald Ducks Cole. Good morning again, Mr. Majority Leader. Yes, sir. Good morning, Len. It's pouring rain over here in the yeah, yeah, I'm looking across, you know, what, what, you can't come say Corey White disease at Sinogan Studio with Neville. Uh, you, you get the view that we get here. We could see straight across, and it's pretty heavy over there. It's overcast yeah, yeah, yeah. in tongue, but Frederick said seems to be getting the bulk of it according to the map. But there's a little drizzle here in, in Christianstead, but over there across the water, uh, I can't even, you know, it's just the, the horizon right. look like the clouds there on the horizon. That's how much cloud cover is over there. Yeah, there's rain. My sister and them running over right now. Lucky been, you. Been running over, so we give thanks for that. But yes. Now. I wish my sister was bigger. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always get some kind of catchment and then sell the water to, to <laughs> you know, because um, it's, a, it's a good thing we're talking about water now because I was going to, um, a good segue into the Sincroy um, water situation. Last Thursday, I had um, Alicia Barnes on and she spoke about um, treating the water, and then you came on Friday and you spoke about treating the water when I was asking you, well, how did St. Thomas solve their issue and stuff like that? And what happens right after that? DPNR issues an order to WAPA to treat the water the same way they do St. Thomas. So I want to thank you for that. Yes, yes. Well, that, I think that was a good thing. You know, you know, mm-hmm. they don't listen to us and analyze this, you know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, that, but that was, a, that was a quick one there because I was like, wow, that was quick. You know, <laughs> I thought we yeah. might. Think. I actually expected us to get some pushback, you know. I expected some public pushback, but we didn't get any. We didn't get any because uh-huh. I think they realized that that was the extremely viable um, solution to, to, to help mitigate the problem. No, no, we ain't going to push back. When we analyze this, we analyze it from a factual point of view. We, exactly. ain't, we ain't making no statement that that can't be proved. Right. You know? Right. And, 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 and we all, we don't talk about things that we don't know anything about. No. 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 I no, leave we, that to the experts. Exactly. Not, There's enough of them out there. <laughs> I leave that alone and leave it to you. Like, like we're here. Mm-hmm. You're an attorney. You're a bad attorney. Mm-hmm. I know that you have 
more knowledge of trying cases and all of that. I did some courses in college in my pre-law, in my pre-law uh, study, mm-hmm. but I didn't go to law school. Right. But I would defer to the learned attorneys if we're talking about legal stuff. I can understand if you present something to me. I have mm-hmm. the ability, thank God, to understand and comprehend. Right. But the legalese, you guys are the ones. So I wouldn't, you know, go... With you, so that's, that's but, I love how the show is set up. In terms yes, of how yes, show yes, up. yes. It's an excellent you know, the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. We we don't you know, and 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 even though like what what level of call are you uh, attorneys with our portfolio? Or yeah. <laughs> you guys know a lot, but yeah. you don't uh, purport to to. You always defer, and 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 that's always. how it's supposed to be. And that that's why I like to call you and. On WAPA issues and, and, and any kind of um, utility issues, because you, you're the subject matter expert, uh, 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 you yeah, know, yeah, among I, the group here when it comes to these these things. So yeah, I've been yeah. I've been in the system. So we're looking forward to based on the report that we sampling. Mm-hmm. They think they're going to resample mm-hmm. and they're going to deal with that. I I had read where Senator Gittings had basically said he wanted to call. Ask the, the, the president to call the legislature into a committee of the whole to look at an issue. So I haven't seen the calendar. Mm. I don't know if that's going to happen. Right. Because I, I believe the public needs to, you know, the, the, the well, public needs to know what is going on. And I think from a legislative standpoint, using the oversight responsibility mm-hmm. to call the utility in and basically let them explain mm-hmm. what is happening and all these reports with EPA and, and what is happening. And right. How are we going to compensate? Because that's the key. You know, that's uh, the, that is the big thing. <laughs> that's, that's when I have to mm-hmm. when I have to flush my mm-hmm. water, and if this I have to flush ten gallons, that water is going to my meter. So what mm-hmm. is going to be charging me mm-hmm. for flushing? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a problem. That is, that, that is something that needs to be imparted to the public, the mm-hmm. retailer, as to. How much and how are they going to quantify how much? That's another thing. Used for flushing mm-hmm. versus usage for washing or flushing toilet or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. they, they, and, they, and they need to do that quickly. They really yeah. don't wait until two months from now and then come back with, you know, uh, um, a rebate I, I program think, that's that, yeah. that people gonna say. But no, sir, you already, you know what I'm saying? Nobody yeah. ain't gonna go for that. I read where that the, the governor is assembling a package to ask for a declaration of mm-hmm. a emergency declaration in St. Croix so, mm-hmm. so that maybe you get some federal help because, like I say, somebody got to pay for the, for the water. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They, they, you know, we, we expect there to be some sort of federal help, but I think WAPA needs to come out now and say, look, this is a formula we got to use. We right. estimate the average... Because they could, they know what the average water usage per household is, right? Some yeah. people pay more, some people, pay, but you, you, you know, you can't. Everybody can't get a specialized bill, so they're gonna have no. to. They're gonna have to come up with an average, and then they're gonna have to say, well, based on your water usage, X percent. Say like every time you turn on the tap, um, you have to flush for what they were saying, like three to five minutes or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then you figure if the tap on average is on. For ten minutes, you know, and, and that takes into account showers or just running water from the sink. Let's say an average of ten, it works out an average of ten minutes. Then what has to say? Well, okay, the first five minutes of, of of each usage is rebated 
back to the customer or discount it to the customer, some something to that effect. And then when they get the money, if they, you know, they, they make sure in the declaration, I don't know how FEMA could set it up, but then FEMA can then reimburse WAPA, what WAPA has um, rebated or will be rebating back to, um, to, to the customer. And absolutely, that policy has to be in place because as Quick. it is right now, the, the, the PSC set the rate for mm -hmm. the Liac, Right. Okay? And that rate is set, and again, I don't have that information in front of me no problem. at a certain point. So that is why WAPA is mandated to charge. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to put a policy in place and say we're going to have to do this, then there have to be some nexus between WAPA and the Public Services Commission. Absolutely. Because that rate is set already. Yes. Uh, I think what WAPA... Alan or whatever. So mm. that has to happen. It has to happen quickly. Yes. Can't... I think I think WAPA needs to, to, to take the bull by the horn and, and go ahead and, and, and do a proposal for the PSC. Right. They need to do that. They need to do that. And that has to happen quickly because I can guarantee you come the water cycle bill come mm. around next time, mm. the Public Service Commission is going to be inundated with calls. <laughs> they say, man, I ain't use all of this. Right? You don't I know. I water and water charging me for this thing. What is going on here? So something has to happen. It has to happen quickly. You don't know people going to be balling. They're, they're yeah. balling already. And let, let me tell you, my, my friends don't get Frederick said, which um really had this brown water thing. You know, and it's more than that, you know, because I have a good friend um, in Wim. I don't know if she's listening, but um, she she used to work youth commission years ago. And that's all I can say. To, uh, the only hint anybody could have as to who she is. But she been sending, we were in a chat room and WhatsApp, and she been sending pictures of her filter. She went out and bought, listen, people buying filters for portable water, you know. Normally, you see filters is for cistern water. Say, but imagine the tap water, you got to put a filter on it. Yeah, and I, got, I could send you the picture she sent me. After three days of use, that filter yeah. is gone. You can't be yeah. buying 30 and $40 filter every three and four days. That's, that's insane. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a cost. And, and again, who is, who is paying for that? You have to pay for the dirty water, and then you have to pay for filter to filter it. Thank you. That's a car. So those things have to be looked at and looked at carefully and right now, not, not mm -hmm. next week. ASAP, they really, you know, I, that's why I keep saying is, you know, I hope um, WAPA should be proactive in this. They, they just need to, you know, buckle down and, and, and just come up with a proposal. And then the PSC will, will, will you know, mull it over like you guys do. You, you, know, you have some people look at it and see, you know. And it's not reinventing the wheel and stuff like that, you know, because there are other jurisdictions that had this problem. You look at yeah, those yeah. other jurisdictions and see how they resolve that issue, that part of the problem. Right. Right, right, you know, right. Jackson, Mississippi, um, Flint, Michigan. Um, Jelani Ritter wrote an uh, article in uh, uh, in the in the Daily News. So I don't know if you read the papers yet, but he had some uh, pre pretty strong, um, <laughs> um, you know, positions that he took. Um, it's an interesting read. I think you should check it out. Um, I will. Yes, and he's going from Mr. Ritter is going from the. His whole thing is from the consumer point of view, you know? Um, mm. it, 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 like the same thing we keep saying, how are we going to compensate these people for this? And, 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 and how are we going to get them the quality of water that they deserve? You know, whether it's water distribution or, or whatever the case may be. 
Um, because, you know, if push comes to shove, WAPA can always, you know, at least for some of the the big systems, say like if you got an apartment building and you got a system, but you, you, you pump portable water into the system, they could purchase water directly from WAPA. I don't think WAPA should give it to them free because, you know, but then you just turn off the portable spigot and then just pump the water into the system itself. If, if someone has a setup like that. And I assume they could technically do it for individual homes, even though that's a Herculean task. But what I'm saying is that we got to look at all these different um, ways of dealing with it because we have to deal with it and we have to deal with it really, really soon. You have to be dealt with quickly because, like I said, uh, the ratepayers the, uh, is, is getting that dirty water and they can't consume it and there's a layup charge for that. So yep, yep. what we need to deal with that, uh, the executive branch, like I said, and the legislative branch, all of them need to get together and figure out how we're going to compensate the people. And I, I think this is a serious political issue. Specifically it is. For the Irish and Croy, uh, senators should be up and saying, hey, listen, this thing has to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Because I know if I was in the Senate, I would, God, I would be on WAPA like white and rice, and I would be on the executive <laughs> branch like white and rice. Right. Well, you but know, there's been a couple, um, you mentioned Senator Gittins. Um, I know Senator Francis um, has a proposal for, um, I guess, bottled water distribution. Um, oh. Yeah, it's not a lot of money, so I assume it's something small like that. I haven't read the proposal, but um, Senator Francis does have a... Um, I think, and then um, the other day, your 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 boy Kane McGrath, former Senator Clement McGrath, um, went before the um, the Rules Committee, and he's going on to the PSC, as you know, and yes. um, and he had some pretty stern words <laughs> um, during his testimony. Um, I'm gonna let you pick up on that. What do you what do you think about um, what Senator McGrath was saying um, when he appeared before the the committee? Well, I didn't. I didn't uh, listen to the to his debate, but I know Senator McGrath has a knowledge and understanding mm-hmm. of what is going on. As a matter of fact, I ran into him before he went before the rules in the post office, and mm-hmm. you know we we dealt with some issues that he is going to be facing. Mm-hmm. But he knows he knows what's going on at Wapa. Believe me, that's good. Senator McGrath knows what's going on at Wapa. That's good. So he he, he has an understanding of what's there. So. Using that knowledge on the PSC, I think, is going to be beneficial for the ratepayers. So. Now, I remember Senator um, Senator Dan Capehart, who, by the way, is going to be on this show tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. The Senator Capehart, um, after, you know, at the end of his, um, after they had approved him, she um, had some words of advice for Senator McGrath, and, and she, she told him, when you get on there, look into WAPA with this brown water. So um, we're gonna have her on tomorrow. She could t- she could tell you more about what she's doing. Uh, thing. But right. there are some senators that are taking, you know, taking charge. Like I said, I just mentioned three. I know that really came to the forefront is uh, Senator Gittins, and uh, you know he's been on Whoppers for a while. And Senator Francis and, and Senator Capehart have made uh, public statements. If I miss anybody else, um, forgive me, but I know those two yeah, for sure. But, but that- that is true. The ratepayers are really, really suffering. And that brown water situation been there forever. Right. And, uh, you know, there have to be some solution to it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it, ratepayers have to get a relief. 
Yeah, they, they, they have to. And, and then, like like I said, you know, it's, it's like I tell my friends that have these, um, these, these they have portable water, but buying filters, I said, I need to save them receipt because they, they, that's just too expensive, man. $30 a week on average, yeah. let's say. That's a lot of money to be paying for a filter. Absolutely. You know? And and then you can't take a chance and leave it too long because then it's going to bleed through. So you have to change those filters regularly. And like I said, they, they, they're done in like two, three days, completely rust-colored. Yeah, and that, that is true. That's a, that's a cost that they're eating up. Unlike, and, and again, with the electricity, mm-hmm. when the power keeps going on and off and on and off, they mm-hmm. mess up your, your, your fridge and mess up yeah, yeah. You know, your air-conditioned unit or your computer. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, we have uh, rotating power here in St. Thomas. On unit 13 right now. I was going to ask you that, you know, because they, they saw what purpose. It's funny. I like that you use the term rotating power because WAPA use, they get euphemisms for everything. WAPA uses the term uh, load shedding schedule. <laughs> now, I know a lot of people saw that article and went right over it because yeah. they have no idea what they're talking about. You know, people, the headlines is what gets your attention to to read a story but yeah. um we gotta go ahead it's the top of the hour right and when we yeah. come back we go in national all right okay thanks The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. The Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts, CMC Arts, invites you to celebrate 20 years at 10 Strand Street. The Blue Building in West. Join us November 4th for our 20 at 10 anniversary fete. Tickets at cmcarts.org slash events. Drink in the sunset with a champagne serenade by Derry. And the unforgettable cool sounds of the Eddie Russell Band keeps the evening rolling with delectable catering from Chef George Mailer's culinary artistry with the students of the complex CTCE hospitality program and a live auction hosted by the celebrated Willard John. CMC Arts 20 at 10 Anniversary Fete, November 4th. Tickets available with weekend staycation discounts from our Frederickstead Hotel partners. Join us, cmcarts.org events. 